As I teach anatomy and physiology over the last six years and continue to teach it, there are two main categories of questions that come up every single semester, and they are either in the camp of exercise or the camp of nutrition. And so today, I want to talk with you about nutrition. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. That's Genesis 1, 28 and 29. Welcome to the Biblical Anatomy Podcast. I'm your servant host, Daniel Miller. I'm excited to be with you today. As we conclude the year 2023, we have just enough room for two episodes left. After these last two episodes, we will take a break for the Christmas holiday, as I hope you do as well, focusing on what the meaning of Christmas is and truly absorbing ourselves into God and His Son, Jesus Christ, and focusing on that for the holiday. In January, when the calendar flips over to 2024, we will start our second season of this podcast, as well as the Discipleship Conditioning Podcast. We look forward to that direction. We have some new software that we're working with, so expect a little bit of a facelift at that point in time. But As we have room for two more episodes in 2023, I want to take the advice of some of my dear friends and I want to focus on the gifts that God has given me as a teacher to really emphasize what can be of value going forward. As I teach anatomy and physiology over the last six years and continue to teach it, there are two main categories of questions that come up every single semester. And they are either in the camp of exercise or the camp of nutrition. And so today I want to talk with you about nutrition as it is biblical. And then next week I want to talk with you about exercise as it is biblical. Now we just read Genesis 1, 28 and 29. And you can see with dominion and having them for food, everything that is essentially on the menu for us to eat, what is intended to eat, what is life-giving versus death-giving. I think that's helpful to think of our nutrition in that way. Think of all the little things that we consume, uh, fruits and vegetables. God gave those, to the, gave those to us. They are God-made. They are bearing life, and they are transferring life into us with their carbohydrates, proteins, and triglycerides under the family of lipids. Think about the Twinkie that we eat. That's dead food. It's man-manufactured uh, food. There is no life that is brought over to us. So I think a simplification as we focus on that with nutrition and it is as it is very biblical is consume life. Consume the life that was given to us. Don't consume death. Now there are a bunch of different ways we can reiterate this, but for a moment in time, let's focus on the answer. I want to focus on the answer to the question, provide that to you, and then spend some time dissecting the question in reverse engineering the process. So the answer to today's question on nutrition 
is to gain intended results, we have to be specific with how we aim. Now, what does that mean as it pertains to nutrition? Well, let me first give you an exercise example, and then we'll, we'll come back to nutrition. So let's say that I want to get a bigger bench press. What should I do? What exercises should I complete to get a bigger bench press? Now, as we sit here and we think about this, we're probably thinking of how exercise has been made complex to us. We're probably thinking about, well, let's see, bench press uh, works the pec muscles, and so so would dumbbell flies, so let's do some dumbbell flies. Um, so would a pec deck, so let's do a pec deck. Um, maybe an overhead press, maybe an incline bench press. Uh, maybe we just do a dumbbell press, we do a kettlebell press. Think of all these different exercises that focus on the pectoralis major is one of the muscles and we start creating this program. But hold on, hold on, hold on. What did we ask in the beginning? What was the main thing we wanted to improve? Bench press. So are you ready? The correct answer is bench press. Okay. I know that's shocking. And for someone who spent six out of their nine collegiate career, uh, their nine years in college as a student within their collegiate career, and then the last six years as a collegiate professor focusing on exercise science primarily, as well as nutrition, strength and conditioning, those sorts of things, how could the answer be so simple? You almost expect me to rattle off this really confusing answer so that you can leave the conversation more confused than when you entered the conversation. But no, it really is that simple. What do you want to get better at? Bench press. Shockingly, my advice to you then would be do bench press, right? If we want to get better at running the mile, why are we doing wind sprints? If we want to get better at uh, the sport of volleyball, why are we running the mile? They're not under the umbrella of what we call specificity. Okay, specificity is a fancy word, but it basically means the answer that we gave in ju just a little while ago. What is specific? To gain intended results, we have to be specific with how we aim. So as we come back to nutrition, we have to look at what we're looking for. So we know that God has created plants of the earth and the seeds within them and the seeds within their fruit for us to consume. God also says that he provides dominion for us over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Some may say, as we look at verses 30 and 31 thereafter, that God wasn't expecting us to consume flesh, that he wasn't expecting us to eat animals of the field. But if you fast forward all the way to the New Testament and you look in, I believe it's Acts and correct me if I'm wrong, please send me an email and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's Peter's vision. Uh, that talks about this in a little bit more depth and what is sort of like available to us as God's menu of food. But regardless of whether you're on the fence of I'm on the vegetarian side, I'm on the vegan side, or I sort of eat it all, all of those camps can have the same thing in common as it pertains to biblical nutrition. And that is consuming life, okay? So the first thing that we want to look at is take away the death, okay? And you've heard people say that you are what you eat. And there is a bit of truth to this. So if we look at the metabolic diseases that we're suffering from with diabetes being 
the front runner, uh, it being a correlation oftentimes with obesity. Not always, but oftentimes. And we look at what's killing us, we need look no further than the nutrition and what we're consuming. If we're consuming death, we're going to die in the long run. Uh, there are things that are present metabolically over the last 50 years that simply didn't exist before. Now, I'm certainly thankful for the improvements in medicine that we've had over that time span, but there are new things as well that we're suffering from. Now, it's difficult for us. I'm an American, typical American, and it's difficult for us because a lot of those death foods, those foods that are created, uh, were created with a monetary focus, not a health focus. Well, what sells? Well, just like now in social media, we focus on things that are eight seconds or less because we've been trained with all these social media devices, devices, um, these laptops, these iPads, these iPhones, everything to get an answer and get it quick. And we've been trained in that way. Well, prior to that, with food, we were trained for things that are high fat and high sugar. So they taste good, right? So we have Red Bulls instead of coffee. Um, we have a fast food hamburger as opposed to one that's cooked at home, those sorts of things. And as we look at that, there's a psychological component in a dopamine release. We get the same sort of dopamine release when we eat a really tasty hamburger from the fast food chain as we do when we scroll and we see that somebody liked one of our comments. So in so many ways over the last 50 years, our society has shifted its focus from godly principles oftentimes to serving money as an idol. And in that, the question then becomes, well, how can we sell more of this as opposed to what's right? So recognize that we live in a world that is built with a monetary worship and focus on the almighty dollar. And oftentimes the places that we go to consume food, yeah, it tastes really good. Do I like fast food? Yes, I love it. It was intended for me to love it. It was built to be high sugar, high fat, super tasty stuff. No, no fault for any of us admitting that. But what we must look at is that the person that is in the uh, in the fast food restaurant on the other side of the wall from the drive-thru that I'm sitting, their focus isn't my waistline. Their focus isn't my cardiovascular health. Their focus is keeping their job and their boss's focus is keeping their job. And if you keep climbing the ladder, you get to somebody whose focus is making as much money from you as possible. So would you like to supersize that? Those sorts of things. It's all focused on how much money can be driven. And at the end of the day, the person who's getting the money um, probably doesn't even eat that food to begin with because they know the game. They know how it was designed. So my intention here isn't to rant on and on about how bad fast food is for us, but it is to focus on answering the question. And our answer, again, is to gain intended results, we have to be specific with how we aim. So if our specificity is the fast food drive-in, those are the results that we're going to get. If we eat death, we succumb to death. Okay. If we eat life, we gain life. All right. Now, we all have a certain number of days that are marked. Our days are marked by God. We don't know them. He knows them. He knew them before we were even born. Um, but we don't know them. We don't know when our day is going to come. But we can certainly change that unknown. Again, it's already known to God because he knows what we're going to do. But we can change our perception of those days changing and speed them up or slow them down 
depending on how we take care of ourselves. You know, again, looking at the monetary side of things and what is designed for us, we have all these medicines that are making millions and millions of dollars out there, but we hardly ever look at nutrition as a medicine. But what might happen if we eat life? We might just have life, right? If we take God's word and we take what he designed for us to consume and we do that, shocking, what might happen? We might get better at the bench press, right? We want to do bench press better. What do we do to train? We get better. We do the thing that we're trying to do, right? Specificity. If we want to get better at bench press, we bench press. If we want to live longer, be healthier so we can throw our kids in the air, our toddlers in the air and see them giggle and give that smile and experience all the joys that life has to share with us as provisions from God, why not do what he's telling us to do? Why not eat life? Okay. So am I sitting here preaching to you saying that I'll never have another Red Bull again? No, I have three in the fridge. Totally honest with you. I have three in the fridge right now. In three months, I hope to also have three in the fridge. Not because I've replaced them, but I haven't touched them, right? But I want to focus more, and this is perfect for all of us, right? As we enter 2024, my New Year's resolution, if you will, is to focus more on eating life, consuming life, the life that God has given us. More green leafy vegetables. Uh, Am I going to say no meat? Absolutely not. I believe we can eat meat, and I believe that it's good for us. I'm going to be eating a lot of red meat. I'm going to be eating a lot of white meat as well. I'm going to be consuming the things that God has created that are natural for us to consume. I'm going to be getting away from processes, okay? The more hands on my food, the less desire I have to eat the food. Not because I'm a germaphobe, but as we process things, we get farther from their original source, okay? If you go to the grocery store, and I've mentioned this before, Focus your primarily shopping efforts on the perimeter, okay? If you notice the perimeter, there are things there that expire. And in those things that expire, they're on the perimeter because they're easy to access because you're making multiple trips, stocking the produce and stocking the goods over and over. So then you can condense everything in the center to processed foods, stuff that can stay on the shelf for a year and not have a problem. So when you're at the shopping mart when you're at the grocery store or if you're ordering online focus on the things that are around on the perimeter and focus on the things that don't have a problem in terms of this next statement that I'm going to make okay so we mentioned eating life not eating death well here's another measure that's getting at the exact same thing does your food rot okay if your food rots that's a good thing it has a shelf life You can go on YouTube right now and you can search videos for a lot of different foods out there. Um, Twinkies was one that I mentioned earlier. Um, Fast food hamburgers is another one. You can look into those and you can see what happens in a time lapse over the course of days and over the course of weeks and months and even years in some instances. And you'll notice that a lot of these processed foods have an incredible shelf life. Why do they have an incredible shelf life? Well, it's better for money. It's better. We can push out the expiration date and we can have that product be viable in those center shelves for a longer period of time. It was pushed before that this a big part of this was survival, right? So you can stock up on this food, the survival food, and think in case things go bad. Well, that may be warranted 
in that rare instance, but I've been around for 30, 40 years and we've yet to have an instance where uh, that that has been applied and we didn't have access to resources. Now, some of you that are older than me may be saying how naive I am and we might be right around the corner from some really bad times and that may be the case. And in those instances, we're going to want to stock up on those foods that have a high shelf life because we may not know when the grocery store is open again. But currently, we are not in that position. We do have access to foods and we do have access to life giving foods. We also have the ability to set up a garden in our kitchen, a little mini garden that can just sit on your window windowsill or your backyard or your ledge or whatever the case is. You have the ability to grow your own food if you want to even take it to that extreme. We generally don't take it to that extreme. We do rely on the grocery stores, but when we purchase our foods, and even more so in 2024, we're going to focus on things that rot, that have a low shelf life because they have life. They come from life and they are life giving. So what was the original question to all of this? Well, simply, how can we make sense of nutrition? How can we make sense of nutrition? It's so confusing. We've got this expert saying this, and we've got this expert saying this. Who do we believe? Carbs are bad. I have to have zero carbs. I was a child of the 80s, and I remember in the 90s that fats were bad, so we had to have zero fats. I'm, I'm confused. Is it zero protein? What do I do? How do I make sense of all this? Oftentimes, we're getting too far into the weeds on these things. And we really need to keep it simple. And hopefully, over the course of the last 10 minutes or so, I've been able to show you how someone with many advanced degrees in nutrition and in exercise science has made it simplistic for you. Eat life. Bench press, right? The concept of specificity that I mentioned. So you don't have to go to college for all these years to then come up with a complex answer to then be able to understand it. In fact, my take-home message for you would be nutrition is made complex by a plethora of individuals. Oftentimes, they're so-called experts that don't even have the education to back them up. But we know what's right for us. We know what's life-giving. So I would implore you all to keep it simple and focus on what you know to be truth. Focus on God's word and focus on what he provided for us. Did you ever think the Bible may just be the best nutrition book that was ever written? Most people don't. But most people don't realize that all our answers that we seek, no matter the subject, are in the Bible somewhere. That's why we focus on biblical anatomy. And as we speak to that, we'll shift to our self-sponsoring, which continues to be biblicalanatomy.com. That is our website. We will have email addresses on how you can reach out to us in the show notes. We would love to correspond. We also have donation links. As we prepare for 2024, it is essential that we uh, provide a buffer for ourselves and we can kind of keep kicking the tires. And so donations help us keep producing episodes and those sorts of things. I've posted a video outside of this podcast on that subject, but we appreciate your donation. If you feel called to, we have donation links in the show notes. We'd also ask that you please review the podcast. If it's been helpful to you, please review it. And we'd ask that you share the podcast. I'm not assigning you homework and telling you to do all those things, but all of those things are beneficial to us. Now, as I turn the table and ask you questions, things that I'd really like to hone in on as we close this year and continue further 
is how did you find our content? Email us. Let us know how you found our content. Let us know what you like about our content. Let us know what you dislike about our content. Let us know what your biggest struggle right now is in whatever season of life that you're in. And let us know how we can be of further assistance or further service to you. As I continue to work as a business owner and a podcaster, and we've now completed one year of podcasting, technically a little bit more uh, if you consider the ones that I never published, but about a year of podcasting, I've learned a lot and I've learned that it's important to pivot. And so as we pivot into 2024, I humbly accept my dear friend's advice, a number of friends to focus on the gifts that God has given me. So you can expect a lot more exercise talk in the future. You can expect a lot more nutrition talk in the future because they're areas that are very simple for me because I have taken time to understand them. I myself have gotten lost in the weeds all along the way and asked many questions like, well, what about what this study says? Or what about what this study says? But I can assure you that as I've lived just about 40 years on this planet and applied these nutritional habits, good and very bad habits, and compared them with what statistical research shows and what even anecdotal research shows, it really can be simple. So both today we focus on specificity and next week when we talk about exercise, it's going to be the same theme. We're going to focus on specificity. Okay. So I hope that you've been able to pull something from this. If you are a student that is in the midst of your academic studies and you're in a nutrition course, an anatomy course, whatever the case is, we design everything we do course-wide and material-wide biblical. And we do that through our website, biblicalanatomy.com. And what I've provided just recently as I finished up is one of our first true lead magnets. We're trying to build our email list. And so we have an email submission form for you. Um, and in exchange for that email so that we can stay in contact with you over the coming months and years, uh, we're providing answers to questions that I've designed over the past six years or so, uh, even a little bit longer than that. So we have basically every topic within anatomy and physiology you could want, and I've created a quiz for that. And so by exchange of your email to stay in contact with us, you'll enter that in, hit submit, um, or click go to the answers, whatever the uh, tab is there, whatever the button is that's embedded there, and then it'll be taken to a page that has access to all the quizzes. There's probably over a thousand questions that you could go through throughout all the different quizzes that I've built in there. So whether you're a student or not, I mean, most applicable for students for sure. But even if you're not a student and you'd like to take a peek at those answers and uh, get get maybe some questions that you may have answered, um, maybe even just in the area of nutrition or whatever the case is, please check that out. And uh, one, happy to provide that as a resource. Two, looking forward to communication in the future uh, through email through our email newsletter that we'll be building in 2024. So again, take home message for today is that nutrition is made complex by a plethora of so-called experts in the world. But I plea with you to remember to keep it simple and focus on what you know to be truth. You don't have to have a master's degree in nutrition. You know that green leafy vegetables are better for you than a Red Bull, right? Keep it simple. Focus on what God provided. A lot of that is depicted in Genesis, but throughout the Bible, you'll find section over section over section focused on nutrition. Let's conclude as we always do with the Lord's Prayer. 
Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen.